it's time for something nostalgic, I I guess. Uh, Trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Didn't expect to be hearing this so soon, and judging by the chat room, I don't think you guys did either. Hi, it's I, it's Screen Vaporate, and this is surprisingly the topical resort. So, we've been away for a long old time, and we came back with a track from Sonic Colors known as Top uh, Tropical Resort Act 2, the theme of World well, Act 2. It's the slightly more, um, I don't know how you'd really describe that one, I guess a bit more techno-y rather than guitar heavy, band heavy, real instrument heavy is the main focus that I'm trying to get out there. Um, but that's the theme for this special episode because I thought, what's the point of doing a special episode where the theme is the normal theme song? That doesn't really make much sense to me. Especially considering this is done, this is wrapped up, the top resort is no more. You guys keep theorising that it's going to be a season 3. Stop theorising that, that's, that's an unhealthy decision to keep theorising that. Um, but yeah, so we started off that track with a little special intro instead of our normal one. And I thought that one was quite appropriate because it, it just sounds nice and... It just sounds nice and different compared to what we had. We had the very rock-heavy Sonic Generations version of the song originally. Then we had a very synth-wavy, calm, relaxing... Um, you know, a lot less upbeat than the original one for Season 2. So why not have one that's somewhere in between for Season 3? Cross between sort of lively and mellow and it's almost sort of a remix of Tropical Resort and a remix of uh, Speak of Your Heart in one so it sort of fits the bill nicely for being a remix itself actually so there we go then after that we had a track from the Mega Drive Mini itself because hey, that's what we're here to celebrate after all that was the main menu theme as composed by the legendary and I do mean legendary Yuzo Koshiro what an absolute beast and it's a great song too if you bought your Mega Drive Mini over there in Yankland or over in Japanland, then you would have been able to hear that one already. Or if you're in Yankland, you would have heard the, the music of the Genesis Mini, but still. Um, so yes, yeah, so this is the first show that we've done on the Mega Drive Mini Marathon since the release of the actual Mega Drive Mini. The real thing has come out now. It came out yesterday uh, for certain parts of the world that aren't Europe. I'm, I'm not jealous about that at all, but hey, I... I, I did. I, I I hope I can get to play it early. I just really want to play it. There's nothing you can do to stop me. I will get my hands on an early one. Whether it means importing it, whether it means trying to scout down an event where I can play one, I will do it. I will play a Mega Drive Mini early. And then anyway, after that, from the original Puyo Puyo, but also technically somewhat appearing in Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, it's an unused track there that you can access, I believe, by the, by the sound test. But it's just simply known as the theme of Puyo Puyo. And I never actually uh, really cared too much for that track originally. Obviously, I love the Puyo Puyo theme. Great song. But I always really disliked that version. Uh, someone's going to call me weird for this. When I first heard the song back in sort of the late 2000s, early 2010s, it really... It, it was really eerie and really sort of put me on edge a bit. When I first heard it, like the samples just, um, the sort of na 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 na, that one. Those samples, they, they just creeped the hell out of me, and I never really figured out why. And then that being creeped when I was younger just gradually turned into a disdain for the track. I just thought it was way too screechy originally. But I've, in the last year especially, having actually played the original Pio Pio a bit more, I have come to appreciate that version of the track a hell of a lot more and it's a really good track now in my opinion arguably better than the original arcade one which admittedly I would have still said had the same issues had I heard it back in the day but surprisingly a better version than the system 16 version which really shocks me 
because you would you would think considering it's the arcade it would have a better sound chip and it probably does but just not very well utilized in PPO but brilliant little song right there so currently over on the discord because discord is the best place to chat to us that is radiose.ga forward slash discord and you can come and chat to a brilliant bunch of people such as blastgamer98 a winner was you eclipse rick who else is there i've completely forgotten Veritex, uh, Nicholas Hamam. Uh, yeah, I still can't say it. I, I haven't gotten over this. It was almost two weeks ago. We got Nicholas. We have, um, I just knocked something over on my desk. We have Ravseek and, uh, Twinny. Twinny as well. Uh, I'm being really slow. Oh, we got Superbike. Hello, Superbike. Nice to see you. Uh, did you get here from Veritex's ping or did you find your way here elsewhere? In case you can't tell, I'm still really rusty at this, even after having done a nice warm up last week. It feels like ages ago, but it was only last week that I did it. Goodness gracious me. But I still haven't really got too much more warmed up since we last did this, to be honest. It's just been that interesting of a thing. But we are here for the Mega Drive Mini Marathon, a marathon celebrating the release of the Mega Drive and Genesis Mini here in the world in 2019, because look at how much technology has progressed. We can now officially play Mega Drive games on a device as small as a credit card. It's it's a little bit mind-boggling, and let's be honest, it's a better mini console than what Nintendo have come out with. Sorry guys, just saying, and well, it's definitely better than what PlayStation have come out with, because mwah, 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 that wasn't very good, was it? Um, but so far, on this Mega Drive Mini Marathon, we have featured a bunch of awesome hosts, such as the Mr. KC, who went live on week one, day one, with the Manic Jukebox. We also featured something from I Need Fruit, the legendary host of Club Sega. And Rexy took to the podium last Friday with, well, none other than Last Call. Last of the Calls. Uh, where she played the best Mega Drive remixes in a nice one hour dance set to get you moving on your Friday nights. But now it appears to have rolled back over to me uh, for some reason. You know, I, why am I here? Um, who asked me to be here? But in all seriousness, um, a lot of you have been saying, I expected this show to come back, but not this soon. And there is actually a very good explanation for this. So, a few months back, I actually don't remember how far back it was exactly, but Mr. KC approached me with an idea and he said, we should totally uh, have sort of a block of special show. I'm trying to think of how exactly he worded it. I think it was something along the lines of we should run a couple of special shows for the release of the Mega Drive Mini because it's a big event and technically it's a new console. So we should probably do some run-up to launch this because we celebrate the anniversaries of old consoles but why have we not really got anything in the pipeline for new consoles? So I said to him, yeah, do you know what? I, I think I could do this. And if he's listening, he will probably tell me how wrong I am on my recollection of this. Um, so he came up with the initial idea and I sort of ran with it a bit. So... Uh, as time went on, I began asking show hosts for their input. I got Twinny involved, I got Kopke involved on the artwork, Twinny did the social medias, etc. Casey would come back to me with some ideas for shows he wanted, um, other bits such as how it would be run. I always ran everything past him such as, hey, I want this person on, do you want this person on? Yeah, I do. Oh, hey, I'm getting Kopke to do the art, do you want, do you want to see previews of it? Yeah, I do. Are you happy for him to do the art in the first place? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. So I always ran everything past KC, but for the most part, um, I, I did have quite quite a good hand in organising this one, but it was very much more of a joint venture 
than I think a lot of people anticipated it being. I think a few people I saw just automatically assumed that I did everything, and it really wasn't. It really was a tag team effort between the four of us, not just me and Casey had a great hand in the, the show part of it. Kopke had a huge hand in the artwork part of it, so much so that you haven't even seen all of the artwork that he's created for this event yet, and we are three weeks in now, but you've still not seen all of it. And Twinny as well for doing some awesome social media work, and I can just stress to you now, we still have plenty more to come on this marathon. Sadly, not as much as I originally anticipated. Unfortunately, people have these things called lives. Um, so, the initial group of people that I asked, a few of them sadly said, no, I can't do it. But I got some real bangers and some people that I think you're going to love still to come during the marathon. And hey, we still got KC once more, and you've still got two hours of me left. And uh, I think people quite wanted this, which really shocked me. For the, to not be self-deprecating for once, I was really surprised by how many people wanted this back. Because originally I'd I'd sort of organised everyone else. So I'd, I'd sort of shimmied everyone else along, like, right, come on guys, you got to get your show ready, you got to, can you confirm for this time slot for me, etc. Can you confirm for me what you're doing, what you're going to be giving away, what music you're going to be playing, what's the focus of the episode. And that entire time, I didn't look after myself. I knew I was, I knew I had to do something, I knew I couldn't get off the hook for not doing a show during this marathon. But that entire time, I'd spent so much effort on on focusing on other people's shows, I just hadn't put any into mine. And as as the time stacked up from the last episode, which was back on the sixth of July, it just really dawned on me how many people actually really wanted this more than I'd imagined, to be honest. Because I I don't know. I always thought people enjoyed the show, but not to the extent which was proved to me over the months and the begging, please bring the show back. And suddenly I had this moment of, I think I really need to do this again. And Brick Gamer rightfully pointed out that he didn't expect it so soon, and neither did I, but there was really no time better than the present. Hey, I've got this slot coming up on the Mega Drive Mini Marathon. I could do something completely unique, but, or I could do something that I already have a structure for, something that people really want to see, and or something I really kind of let's be honest, want to do with myself again. I really wanted to come back here and host the show, not one last time. That's not fair to say, because I'm very happy with where it ended off. I'm still happy to leave it where I left it, but hey, a special episode here and there can't hurt, right? And I, I don't mean here and there like the Dreamcast hour, not every few months. You know, I, I do mean a greater gap than that. I really don't intend to bring this back too much after tonight, but Hey, firing up the old cylinders one last time, surely that can't hurt, was the logic there. So, why the hell don't we do it? Topical Resort on the Mega Drive Mini Marathon. I know we covered the Mega Drive a lot on Topical Resort. That's because there's just so many interesting subjects around the Mega Drive. And my own love for the console and its library as well was partly what influenced me to do so many episodes on the damn thing. But I, I can squeeze one last one out of it for this marathon and I'm going to do that. There is no Sonic Man track tonight. We've just got some great bops from games released all over the world on the Mega Drive Mini. Because as you already saw, we had one from Puyo Puyo, which is not coming out in the West, unless you include the language switch option. But it's only coming out officially on the Asian model. Not the Japanese model, not the American model, not the uh, European model. The Asian one. Along with a bunch of cool other games, hopefully some of which we'll be able to showcase tonight, depending on how much time I have left. Um, But... We've got another song coming up from the Japanese version in just a second, but I need to actually get this lined up, because I 
don't have it lined up currently. I meant to do it in just a second. There it is. So we have a Japanese song coming up from the Mega Drive Mini in just a second. But before we do that, come on. You know we got to go back. You know we got to take one last, and by one last, I mean the third to last visit to the Trivia Coast. I hope you remember the rules because I've slowly forgotten them over the past two months I haven't done this. Welcome to the Trivia Coast, the game where points equal more points, or in this case, points equal prizes. Yes, tonight on the Trivia Coast you're going to be playing for prizes and we're going to be doing the usual prize draw giveaway, so for those of you who don't know how that works, I'm going to give you three questions, one hard question, one medium question, and one easy question. You can only answer them on Discord, radiose.ga forward slash Discord, and private message me. I'm Green Viper 8. Do not post in the public chat room, otherwise that will give away the fun for everyone else. And especially if you're playing for prizes, what's the point of giving someone else more chances to win your hard-earned prizes? Just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So, I'm going to ask you the three questions in the order of that difficulty. I'm also going to ask you them one per talk bed. So, I'm going to ask you the hard question now, the medium question after this next music break, and the easy question after that music break. Uh, so, what I should say as well is Google is allowed, but it should be a tool in your arsenal rather than the key to your success, if you know what I mean. You shouldn't just be able to Google the answer and immediately get to it. You should have to use some Google foo combined with some general knowledge combined with some crafty thinking. That's what I'm going to be saying. And tonight, you're playing for none other than a very coveted, very exclusive, very awesome Mega Drive Mini Genesis t-shirt courtesy of Copcase. So for those of you who haven't seen it, um, it's based on the artwork that we currently have going on Radio uh, Sega as a whole. Um, I'm trying to actually find it now. It's... Uh, a lot of people have retweeted the Topical Resort uh, tweet on Twitter. Shout out to you guys. Um, but on the Mega Drive Mini artwork, we have the little chibi versions of the Mega Drive characters. And I'm not talking about the chibi versions from the actual Sega Hard Girls anime. I'm talking about the specially designed chibi versions created by Kopke for the Mega Drive Mini Marathon. One of them is based on the Japanese version of the Mega Drive who appears in Sega Hard Girls. The other one is based on another character who appears in Sega Hard Girls, but is a bit more of an Easter egg character than anything, known as Jenny, also known as Genesis. A very stereotypical American take on the Mega Drive. And well, you can win a shirt that looks just like that, though I'm going to post an image of it in a second, but I really need to get it into your head what it looks like. Ships all over the world, ships in any size. Yes, Jamie, that includes you. Because I know, I know you'll ask, because you ask every single time, it still ships in your size. And then, well, it ships to male or female, or anything in between, let's just say that. Doesn't matter, the point is, regardless of who you are, where you are, and what you believe in, you can win this shirt. And I've rambled for long enough. I've, I've filled this out for long enough, let's just answer the question. Well, let's just ask the question. And well, it's a simple one on the surface. But is it a simple one on the outside? What was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive? What was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive? I should also say Slash Genesis. 
it includes both. What was the final game released on the Mega Drive slash Genesis by Treasure? Let me know your answers on Discord. Private message only. While we do that, it's time to get into a brilliant little song from a game that I don't really know anything about. But I know the song more so from anything than uh, more so than anything else from Fighters Mega Mix. But this original Mega Drive version is pretty awesome too. But let's just see how it goes. Because some of you guys might never have heard this version before or this song at all. From Render Hero, this is Fight Render Hero on Radio Sega. on Radio Sega.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys are really doing well currently with that hard question. So many of you have got the answer right. If we weren't including technicalities. Oh yeah, that's right. You get, you're starting to get what I mean now. So, with that in mind, I should say a few people have been making errors due to an error I made in the chat room. When I originally read out the question, the question stated, what was the final treasure game released on the Mega Drive slash Genesis? When I put it in the chat room, I accidentally included the word Mini at the end. So people thought, what was the final game released on the Mega Drive Mini? No, it's the final treasure game released on the Mega Drive. I apologise for that error. I did correct the error, but I'm not sure how many people actually saw it. So it is the final treasure game released on the Mega Drive, not on the Mini. Please ignore that flub from me on my end. Anyway, speaking of flubs, that last track certainly wasn't one from Shining Force 2. That was Lively Town, because I wanted something from Shining Force 2, but I didn't quite really know what to go for, to be honest, because I'm not too much of an RPG person, as you know from listening to this show enough times and me having to actually find something to say about RPGs, but Shining Force 2 is such a legendary one that you just can't not include it at all. Probably everyone considers it one of the best JRPGs of all time. Arguably better than 3, although I know a lot of people who love 3. But still, you got to include it on there. And, well, quite frankly, Sega had to include it on there, but for some reason they didn't, only including it in Asia again. Seriously, guys, why? For that, from Shining Force, no, from Renta Hero, that was Fight Renta Hero, the main theme of Renta Hero. And now we are back, and um, the my lovely announcer lady didn't say it, so um, it's Hasty History. I don't know why she didn't say it. Hasty History. So this is the part of the show where we look through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible, and in this case, we couldn't really go for anything else other than the Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini, could we? And this one is relatively hasty, in the sense of there's not too much history around it. We really don't know an awful lot about the development, about the trials and tribulations. We just know the announcement, the bits in between, the release. The Mega Drive Mini was first released on the September, the September 19th, the only September 19th to ever exist. No. First released on the 19th of September 2019 in Asia and America, the console sees its European debut on the 4th of September, this October 2019. It was first announced at the Japanese Sega Fest event in 2018, where reception was mixed due to it being made by the infamous At Games. It's widely known that there was widespread criticism due to the choice of At Games, which led to the company being dropped from the project. What most don't know, however, is that At Games did still release their Mega Drive Mini. In order to uphold the deal Sega had created with them, they allowed them to release it exclusively in Japan, but nowhere else in the world. I had no clue about that one until I was researching this. But yes, the Mega Drive Mini, the At Games version, is actually out there in the world, in Japan, right now. In fact, before the console even came out with M2 at the helm. The console received a few delays, the first being in September 2017 due to the backlash received, and the second more infamous one being the delay of the M2 version, which was it knocked, or delaying the M2 version until October due to logistical issues. 
Oh yeah, that's right. M2 picked up the Mega Drive Mini at some time in 2018, although it wasn't officially announced until 2019, I believe. I'm actually, I actually don't have that one written down, but I think it was 2019 they officially announced M2 being behind it, right? That seems about right to me. The console has been released to high praise by critics, especially taking into note that after all the shoddy licensed clones and the bad collections that Sega have released over the years, they finally seem to be taking their heritage seriously, and you can't bat an eyelid at that. The fans got they w what they wanted, and Sega got to deliver a product that they were proud of. And that is the history of the Mega Drive Mini. And I've got 9 plus pings on Discord. Flippin' heck, what have you done, guys? Probably been answering my questions. That's what you've been doing. Anyway, it's time for the request resort. You know how the request resort works, and if you don't, how else could it work? You can request any track relating to the topic of the episode in any way whatsoever by uh, visiting me on Discord, by visiting me on Twitter at ReadySega, at Topical Resort, or at the Green Vibrate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. All those places right there. You can get in a request. It has to be a game from the Mega Drive Mini, but aside from that, we currently have two in the queue. There is plenty of time if you want to get one in. And I think we've got some good ones in so far, but come on, guys. I know how it rolls. You can think of some brilliant ones. There's no Sonic Man in my actual show, so I'm relying on you to spam the ever-living hell out of it, and one of them is already a Sonic Man track, so... Thanks, I guess? Woo, it is a nice one, though, because, hey, we only have Sonic 1 and 2, and I guess Spinball to work with? I guess Mean Bean Machine, but that's not Sonic's track. We don't count that, so we're, we're going to continue to not count that. Which region? NA. NA to that question. It doesn't matter. NA. Just the final game released by Treasure. As long as it was released at some point, and it was the final release, it was released by Treasure. Anyway, yes. Uh, history. Hasted. Resorts. Topicaled, trivias about to be coasted. Trivia Coast. That was possibly one of the worst segues I've ever done, but I am desperately going for that record tonight, as you can somewhat tell. We are back here at the Trivia Coast. The question that I previously asked you, you were playing for five points on that one. That was, what is the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive slash Genesis? You're playing for five points, and that is five points towards a Genesis t-shirt. Because every point gets you one entry into a random giveaway to win the shirt. And this next question will give you three points to enter into the giveaway. So even if you can't get the hard one, it's just too difficult for you still. you still got three separate entries if you get this one correct. With that in mind, the medium question on this week's Topical Resort is what were the characters in Mega Man The Wily Wars Wily Tower Mode based on? So what were the characters in Mega Man The Wily Wars' Wily Tower Mode based on? Let me know your answer on Discord. You've got plenty of time to get your answers in up until probably about half eight, I'd say. Half eight is normally the rough time that we start cutting off the answers, but you'll hear a jingle that says end of the trivia coast, etc. And then you'll hear the jingle that signifies the start of me talking and then I'll talk and then I'll give you the prize then we'll all go home or more so we'll listen to last call um, but we will actually all go home with that in mind though let's get into some more music and let's get into some requests this request from myself I'm cheating a bit but I didn't have anywhere else to put this in the show from Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle a game that no one wanted on the Mega Drive Mini 
but Sega, every time, every time they mention the Mega Drive Mini on stream, they desperately have to show this game and pretend it's good, and it's really funny. Because they have to pretend so hard to like this game, and oh, I was always in love with Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Excellent game. Brilliant stuff. And it, it's just pants, isn't it? It's, it's an absolutely... It's an absolute dog of a game. It's horrible. But it had some decent music, I guess. Like, it's serviceable. Kikikori Forest or Rock Mountain here on the Topical Resort. Request Resorts.
from Loud Scream Your Song into Soft, Quiet, definitely not a quartet remix. That was from Comic Zone and the arranged version of Seen It For Days requested by Eclipse. Before that from Contra Hard Corps, that was The Dawn requested by Veritex. Before that from The Revenge of Shinobi, that was Over The Bay requested by A Winner Was You. Before that from Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the 16-bit version, Aquatic Ruin Zone or Aquatic, I, I don't really remember how to words. As requested by Brit Gamer 98 Before that, from Sega Vintage Collection, it's not technically a song from the Mega Drive Mini, but we'll let it go. That's the main menu music, a original, an original track for the Streets of Rage 2 port on Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, so, technically, it's not a Streets of Rage track, and it doesn't appear on the Mega Drive Mini anywhere, but hey, I sort of like it. And the first, um, the first thing that happened as soon as I played that in the chat was chat reminding me of the, the Sega Mega Drive collection on PS4 and Xbox One and Switch. I always forget it's on Switch. I hate you. I hate you all. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I was having such a nice day, such a nice life in general, having forgot that game existed, having sold it months ago. My existence was bliss. And you screw it all up. I can't believe you've done this. For that, Oh, that was requested by Greyfall, by the way. Before that, from Columns, the Mega Drive version. That was Clotho, requested by the the Yin to Greyfall's Yang. That was Skyblaze's request. For that, my own from Alex Kid in the Enchanted Castle, Kikiro, uh, Kikori, Kikori Forest slash Rock Mountain uh, from the game that everyone pretends to like, but no one actually likes because it's naff. It's horrible. It's but that's what it is. We'll leave it at that before I say something that I regret. So, it's the time of the show where we ramble about the games that relate to the topic of the episode, and let's, let's be fair, I've rambled enough as it is. So, let's talk about some of the games. I have a game list up here. Um, actually, I don't. I had a game list up here, and I must have deleted it. Thank you, Green Viper 8. What a brilliant idea, Green Viper 8. Why wouldn't you do that? So... The game list. We've already spoken about Alice Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. Let's not do that again. Altered Beast I've spoken about before. You know my opinions on Altered Beast. What a dull, boring game. It's okay. It, it's a launch title that doesn't really hold its worth beyond the launch of the console, to be honest. Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine. Don't like this one as much as Puyo Puyo, but it is a pretty good reskin, all, all things considered. And hey, if it got more people into Puyo Puyo, I view that as a positive in my book. For those of you who don't know, since the end of the Topical Resort, I've got a little bit too into Puyo Puyo. I'm not good at it at all or anything, but, um, you know, man's got to brag because he got a six chain against IA 1980 the other day on the PC version. So, six chain, here we come. I'm getting better, though. I, I think I am actually solidly getting better at Puyo Puyo. I can pretty confidently three and four chain without really even thinking about it now, which I couldn't even one chain when we first started playing Puyo Champions. I've had esports since it came out in Japan, but didn't really play it. And then I played Champions with II, and I, it just clicked. I fell in love with it instantly, and so much so that I, actually, if you caught the Discord yesterday, I imported a boxed copy from Japan, so I now have a Switch box copy of Puyo Puyo Champions. Don't regret it in the slightest, actually whatsoever, because it, it's really nice. Don't regret it at all. But. Dr. Bunnett's Mean Bean Machine, I would still recommend it. It's a great game, just if... I mean, let's be fair, 2019, you can emulate it, or you can buy the Mega Drive Mini! And 
not emulate it and you can play it officially by changing the language to Japan or the region to Japan and actually playing Puyo Puyo legitimately on your legitimately purchased console. Speaking of purchased, slightly bit off topic here. Who wants to purchase a Mega Drive Mini? Why would you ever do that? When you could win a Mega Drive Mini, courtesy of Radio Sega. Oh yeah, we're going there. We are going there, baby. So you could win a Mega Drive Mini on behalf of my own wallet during the course of this marathon. And for those of you who haven't seen it before, here's what you got to do. I'm just slowly bringing up the announcement that we made. Um, so if you want an opportunity to win our grand prize, there are two ways you could win one. One. We want to see an image of you playing a Mega Drive slash Genesis game in an unusual place. This could be any place you like, or this could be any place you like, and any game that you choose. We've received quite a few questions about this as well, so I should say it doesn't have to be authentic, or authentic hardware. Just as long as you're playing the game in any fashion, the submission is counted. You could be playing it on your phone, you could be playing it on a PSP, you could be playing it on an At Games Portable if you're an animal. I'm joking, I really like the At Games Portables. Just their consoles are but they're but. The second way you could win a Mega Drive Mini, courtesy of us, is we want to see an image of you showing your love for the Mega Drive slash Genesis. Once again, doesn't necessarily have to be the console itself, but something that shows your appreciation. It could be artwork, your collection, a story accompanied by a picture, or even your playtime in a certain game. As long as it shows your pure passion for the original console and its library in some form, it can be counted. So our entries close on the 3rd of October at 8pm live on Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown with KC and the winner's prize will ship all over the world. As mentioned earlier, you'll be able to take part You'll be able to take part no matter where you are and you'll be able to select a region of your choice should you win. So for example, if you're European, you could choose to win an Asian console. Or alternatively, since this was what put some people off, you already have a console, you already have a Mega Drive Mini on order, we will reimburse you for your purchase. So we will send you over the money, or equivalent to the money, or however you want to do it, for your Mega Drive Mini. So even if you have one on order, it's well worth entering into this competition. Because you could still get it for free, even if you've already got your pre-order and you don't want to cancel it. If you don't have one, you go, oh, I'd quite like a Mega Drive Mini. Go ahead and enter. If you already have one on order, go ahead and enter. We will pay for your Mini. If you go, oh, actually, I've really wanted a Japanese Mega Drive Mini, but I've just not been sure where to get one. It can be sorted. Trust me, it can be. To enter, all you have to do is submit your answers on Twitter using hashtag MDMiniMarathon or email us on admin at RadioSega.net and feature your image for a chance to win a Mega Drive Mini. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat about that. I'm sort of curious as to anyone is actually going to enter into that. That is an awesome prize. Don't be shy as well. Please don't be shy and go, oh, I don't want to win it because I'm not worth it. You are worth it. Uh, I was going to say you are breathtaking, but uh, it's, it's a bit cringe in late 2019, isn't it? So saying cringe, but you get what I'm getting at here. You could win a Mega Drive Mini. Do it. Just do it. Yeah, don't, don't hold back on it because oh, I don't know if I'm going to win. There is a fair chance for anyone to win even if I'm very close personal friends it'll be fair I won't go oh well I, I, I sort of like Jamie so I'm gonna give him a Mega Drive Mint it's not gonna work like that the best person with what we deem to be the best entry it doesn't mean the most flashy it just means the one we go I love that one outside of my my love for that person I love that one you know it, it could just it could just be humble quaint it doesn't have to be this huge over-the-top picture 
you could just be anything you want at the end of the day, as long as it shows your love. Or shows you playing a game in a weird place. You could be involved in that one. Um, let, let's talk about some more games. Let's talk about... Shinobi 3. Brilliant game. Love Shinobi 3. Um, I'm horrible at it, though. Sort of wish we got Revenge of Shinobi instead, because it's the better game. But Shinobi 3 is the better music, so that's probably why they chose it. Um, Shinobi 3, oh, it's the, it's the game with Ten in it, which is the nice song that we all know of Sonic Transform, therefore we should probably put it on the Mega Drive Mini. No, don't give us that. Give us a Revenge of Shinobi. Chinatown for life. It's a pretty good game. Play it, though. Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball. Not a good game. Sorry to say, Donnie. Not a good one. Um, I could really go without it, if, I, if I'm honest, in my life. Um, yeah. I'm not huge on Sonic Spinball. But I'm also... I don't hate it either. But as pinball games go, it's pretty dire. It's got nice music. The locations themselves are nice, but the slowdown, the physics, just... Ugh. It's like, ironically... Um, I can't think of the word now. Rowing through sludge, which is exactly what you do in Toxic Caves. Fudumch. There we go. The KC is a bit in the chat. Hi, KC. He says, just came here to say that if you're not... I should really stop peeking out the mic. If you're not Jamie 64326, your odds improve exponentially. You hear that, Jamie? Yeah, you, did you get that? Yeah, that's right. Toe Jam and L, I... Yeah, I'm not too big on Toe Jam and L. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get killed by the woke Twitter account, but Toe Jam and L, it's an okay game. I never got it as much as I got Panic on Funkatron. Uh, to be honest, oh, but is it in Funkatron? I never really remember. Um, but the point I'm getting at here is it just didn't click with me. I liked the funky, fresh vibe. I liked the brilliant Twitter page uh, when I played Back in the Groove, but I just couldn't get into the game. And I know Back in the Groove is very heavily based on the original, so if I don't like that one, probably not going to like the more basic version of it, am I? Not exactly, no. Vector Man. I've never got very far in Vector Man, but every time I've played Vector Man, I've really enjoyed it and gone, I should beat this. And then I proceed to never beat it for some reason, and I don't know why. Because it's, all things considered, a fantastic game. Uh, it's got everything I'm looking for, really, in a running gun shooter. More so than Gunstar Heroes, because it's actually playable in the sense of... I can actually get beyond the first level. I, I, the, the longest I've ever got into Gunstar Heroes was with uh, D'Artagnan, who's normally in the chat room. We went to an event in Norwich, it was. Uh, yeah, an event in Norwich uh, that had a Mega Drive hookup, and it wasn't anything fancy or anything. It wasn't even really a fancy event. We just went there. They had a Mega Drive, and they had a Mega 6. I don't remember which Mega 6 it was. I don't remember which one it had it on. But it was a Mega 6 with Gunstar Heroes on it. And we sat down, and I think we got to the second level. Um, we could, we just couldn't do it. Um, that's an unrelated rant about Gunstar Heroes, because that is on the thing, so... Um, I had to talk about it at some point. So might as well get my rant about that game out of the way. Either way, I can actually beat the first level of Vector Man, unlike I can in Gunstar Heroes, so I automatically like it more. Plus, I really like the gritty vibe of it. Great gritty vibe. But when it was you says Shadow Dancer is pretty legit too. I've never honestly played Shadow Dancer or even seen anything about it. I don't know anything. It's the one Shinobi game that is sort of a bit of a mystery to me, which... Which is weird, because ninjas hide in the shadows, and Shadow Dancer has certainly hidden in the shadows. Anyway, uh, what games can I really talk Oh, of course, of course, okay. I was looking at this list, it's not in alphabetical order, but 
Ah, it's, it's got Cast of Illusion on it. I've got to talk about my baby, Cast of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Masterpiece! It's it's a good game. It's I always rant on about this one, and if you've heard the show, you know I love this game more than World of Illusion. It's it's just a fantastic game. It was Sega's answer to Mario before Sonic came along, in the sense of well, we need a platformer directly to complete compete with Mario that isn't Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. I should specify that before we go any further with this, because someone will say that and don't. Don't do it. They needed a Mega Drive game that really stood toe to toe with Nintendo, and what better to go with than Mickey Mouse, right? It's a logical decision, and they put a star team in charge of it, and it went places. It's a great game, and arguably my favourite platformer on the Mega Drive. I'd highly recommend you play it. I'd recommend you play the original over the 2013 remake, but that is still a great version too. I actually picked it up on Steam last week. Finally, I had it on iPhone of all things, which is weird because I didn't get an iPhone uh, again until a few months ago. So I just randomly found that I had it on my App Store account, even though I haven't had an iOS device for years. But I played it again, and that port's it's a good game, but uh, the original Mega Drive version is where it's at. Please play it. Immediately. When you when I get my Mega Drive Mini, it's the first game I will boot up because I love it. Anyway, Comic Zone. I'm not very good at Comic Zone, so I can't speak on behalf of this one really much either. But this is the game that everyone seems to um, sort of love and adore, I guess. Every time you see mentions of the Mega Drive Mini, and the Mega Drive in general, one of the games that was always most fondly remembered, especially in the late library, is Comic Zone. An STI classic. Not an STI, an STI classic. That's the key differentiation there. Um, but the music's good. The art style is the phenomenal bit in it. The actual gameplay is very good as well, but how the gameplay and art style mesh, that's where worlds collide. That's where juggernauts collide, because that is the best part of the game. It's just how well the gameplay meshes with the comic book style. So many things are possible thanks to the art style they chose for the game. That's why I love it so. I really need to move on now. I've been speaking for too long. Uh, Super Fantasy Zone, because I want to talk about Super Fantasy Zone. Pew 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 pew. Probably the best Fantasy Zone game in my opinion. Music's a bit lackluster com- in comparison to the six- System 16 original and the System 16 remake of 2. But Super Fantasy Zone, it was a cross between Taito and Sega. Two legends creating a brilliant cutem up and yeah easily my favorite Super Fantasy, Super Fantasy Zone is easily my favorite Fantasy Zone game play it any day of the week just not very well every time I've tried to play it I've never got beyond world 2 but hey someone pointed out to me the other day I don't remember who it is it was on Twitter once you get into the groove of Super Fantasy Zone you really get into it that like, you can't fail once you've got the right weapons really you initially it's a bit hard to start off but once you get into that groove not back into it. Once you get into that groove, though, um, <laughs> you get the point. The game sort of slowly starts to play itself more and more to the point where it just becomes more comfortable, depending on how comfortable you are with shooters. But it eases you. It, or it starts off. It's like looking, first of all, at a mountain. But then you see. You actually see if you walk slightly around the mountain to the right, sort of 90 degrees around the mountain, there's actually an escalator up to the top of the mountain. That stops just barely before the top, but all you have to do then is just a little bit of trekking to get to the top of the mountain. That's the easiest way of describing Super Fantasy Zone. It's not a very good analogy, 
But when am I a when are my analogies ever good? And B, how else would you describe it? Monster World 4. Looking forward to this one. It's technically the third time this game's come out in English, but it's the first time a lot of people are going to play it in English. First time was on the Wii Virtual Console. Second time was on the Sega Vintage Collection, and now it's here on the Mega Drive Mini. And I've I've tried playing the uh, Monster Boy games before, but uh, they they clicked, but I was just really bad at them. Way too difficult for a scrub like me. Um and. I just didn't get very far in the Dragon's Trap, and I'd never actually even bought uh, Mon Monster Boy in the end. Because I was going to buy it, and then I went, it, it looks really difficult, so I'm not sure if I want to. But Monster World 4, I'm definitely going to give a go, because it seems the most interesting of the Monster World games to me, of the Monster Boy as well. To me personally, just because a lot of people would say, oh, because it's not Monster Boy, it's Monster Girl, haha, <laughs> no. Uh, that's not the reason it seems interesting to me. Just that the, um, the sort of hijinks with Pepe Lagoo seems like the most uh, fun of the games. Like, a really interesting mechanic that it beats the sword and shield of Dragon's Trap to me in my opinion, but I know that's everyone's favourite so I shouldn't diss that one for too much longer. Anyway, it's time for me to stop talking now, because you know what? I thought, I thought maybe the medium question would be easy for you, because it, all it requires is one Google. One Google of Mega Man the Wily Wars to find the answer, but it's apparently been too difficult for you. So maybe we should get back on over into the Trivia Coast, because I think you're going to need it. Trivia Coast Yes, we are back here at the Trivia Coast. You may recall, for the hard question, I asked you, what were the... Nope. <laughs> what was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive Mini? So that was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive Mini, regardless of region. So what was the final region that the final Mega Drive game released by Treasure was released on? That made no sense. You get the point. So uh, I don't know how to explain it, but just look for the final release date of a Treasure game and then go, yeah, that looks like the latest one. And then you get five points. Someone's already got that one, by the way. So you all are slacking. Medium question, what were the characters in Mega Man the Wily Wars' Wily Tower based on? The easy question, when Puyo Puyo 2 was still owned by Compile, it ended up being ported to multiple consoles of the generation it released in. Fast forward to today, with Sega owning the franchising, uh, the franchise and the game recently being re-released. What current rival generation- Eh! I can't speak tonight again. What rival current generation platform has Super Puyo Puyo 2 been released on? Not the mini! That, that's what I meant, sorry! <laughs> See, Mark has pointed out, the treasure game is... Don't talk about the mini bit of it. Just what was... When was the final treasure game released on the Mega Drive? Not the Mega Drive mini. Ignore that. Anyway, what rival current generation platform was Super Puyo Puyo 2 released on as of... Last week? Two weeks ago? Just give me the answer. I, I give up. I need to go and get a drink. It's too warm in here. It's every, everything. Uh, Monster World 4, main theme on Radio Sega.
Hi there, welcome back to the Top Resort. This is Radio Sega and this is our Mega Drive Mini Marathon. What you just heard there was a track from Super Fantasy Zone, the game which I just banged on about. That was round 7, known as Fresh Melon. Before that from Monster World 4, that was the main theme. Now we're back, and it didn't play again. Why did you not play? Um, uh, give me two seconds. Thank you, thing. I feel like you didn't hear that either, whatever. Um, this will do. Uh, I think, maybe, possibly. Yeah, that'll do. Right, anyway, so, this is the part of the show where we debate with ourselves. Not on morality, but rather something to do with the topic of the episode. I used to have an entire spiel for this segment, and I just honestly do not remember anymore what it is. But the topical thesis is an opinion piece, basically. So I take an opinion that I've come up with or heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it. I give my three points for, my three points gets, and then I come to a justified conclusion based on what I've discussed in the previous part. And then I ask you guys for your conclusion, whether you agree with me, whether you disagree, your own personal in-depth thoughts over on the Twitters at, at Radio Sega at Topical Resort at the Green Vibrate or using the hashtag Topical Resort or on Discord. I ask you in those places what you think and I'm going to be honest um, I was part way through writing this and I haven't actually finished writing it yet so we're going to come up with some parts of it on the spot but I have got my 3.4 solidly intact. Anyway tonight's Topical Thesis should the Mega Drive Mini have stuck to the one game per franchise rule? My three points four begin like this. So it allows for more, more, it allows for more obscure picks to make the cut. So if you allow one game per franchise, that means you can't have too many of the similar choices bundled in on the same console. So what I'm meaning by that is, say for example, I don't know. I'm trying not to use my next point while trying to give this example because my next point is very similar um, but you sort of get the point there's 42 games in Mega Drive Mini why take up those slots with very similar games like oh a sequel to a game that's already on the console yeah but why would I include the sequel when oh sorry why would I include the original when I could just include the sequel that doesn't make any sense I really need to turn my Discord on Do Not Disturb. I'm really sorry I can't concentrate. Uh, apologies. Right, so what? what I'm trying to say is here, if you're presented in a situation where you had to choose between multiple games in a franchise, but let's be fair, between sequels, especially on the, in the Mega Drive days, in order to fit in time constraints, sequels didn't really change too much the gameplay formula. So as a result, you have two games with very similar gameplay. Why would you choose this original over the sequel? And then you'll go, well, why did you not just put both in? But then both takes up more slots than necessary in, in the roster. Therefore, if you just stick to one game per franchise, you get the best game in the franchise in there, and you only take up one slot. Perfect to me. Second of all, why should it have only stuck to one game per franchise? It's too much Sonic Man. Four Sonic games on the American console 
Sonic 2 is the only Sonic game on the Japanese console. Why was this a necessary change? I guess brand recognition, because they're scared, because this is the first time they've actually tried to sell a Genesis collection in America without Sonic's face plastered all over it. I mean, look at uh, look at the collection that was released on Xbox 360 and PS3. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, even though it contains six Sonic games versus like the other 50 games on there, but they have to brand it with Sonic because it's the only thing that's popular in America. What's it called in Europe? Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection. It's a bit of a mouthful, but they didn't stick Sonic in the name because they have confidence in their brand. The Japanese have confidence in the Mega Drive brand. America doesn't have confidence in the Genesis brand, therefore they feel the need to back it up with Sonic. And it's just not necessary. There are people in America who remember great games other than Sonic. It's people in America who want to buy the Mega Drive Mini or the Genesis Mini to experience games they've never played before or are too expensive to play otherwise. Why bolster four of those slots with Sonic games? When you could just pick the superior game, Sonic 2. I know everyone wants Sonic 3, but why not just pick Sonic 2? Because we know there's licensing issues. Just pick Sonic 2. It plays exactly like the first game. And leave it be. But they couldn't do that because they're too scared. They're too scared of the console flopping because they didn't include their mascot in it. Their mascot who they seem to have faith above all in it in America, but anywhere else, they just act normally like, oh, this console will sell well on its own. In America, they feel the need to, to stick Sonic in everything because they have no confidence in their brand whatsoever. And yet, Europe gets bundled into this. Like, we bought games other than other than the, the, the blue thing. And yet, we're being punished by not having all these cool regional exclusives we had. You know, where's my virtual racing? That would be an awesome inclusion in the Mega Drive Mini. Even though it's not a great game, but can you imagine virtual racing on sort of emulated in high quality on the Mega Drive Mini? How many people actually own it or own a working copy? I know it's not expensive, but still, a nice inclusion as a bonus game. But instead, we got Sonic Spinball. Donnie asked for that. No one else asked for it. <laughs> Who went? I'm not buying this console unless it includes the four FPS pinball game where you can barely control the character. No one! And quite frankly, my last point is if it worked for one region, why does it not work for the rest? It, it worked in Japan and Asia to keep one game per franchise. They got a really diverse list of games. Like, fair enough, there are some games you can't port over, like Yu Yu Hakusho. No one except weebs know what that is. So you can't bring that game over. But, like, was stopping you from bringing over let's let's see some examples of games they could have quite realistically brought over instead of these wasted slots that we had in Japan thanks to the one game per franchise rule we had games that would be interesting to people admittedly not a, a huge amount but I think there's still some that would do quite well game no Kanzume of Ah, I can pronounce it fine, it's just when I have to actually pronounce it on air that I struggle. Game no Kanzume Otokuyo. It's an exclusive co compilation collection that was released only on the Sega channel, and yet it's coming out without issue on the Mega Drive Mini in Japan. Now, I know this is a very obscure game, but wouldn't that be a nice cool bonus? A game that's previously been fairly well lost to time, 
included as a bonus game on the Genesis Mini, even if people don't know what it is, even if it's still in Japanese, why not include that? Admittedly, this wouldn't work well for most people, but some people know what it is. Battle Ma- uh, Monogatari, the prequels technically somewhat, the RPG prequels to Puyo Puyo, some people will get a kick out of that. How are you not going to include Langrisa 2? How are you not going to include Musha Aleste? How are you not going to include Puyo Puyo 2 over Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? It's the vastly superior game in regards to mechanics. And you leave it out in favour of of the reskin which has less features. What were they thinking? Last, Lastly, actually not lastly, second to last. Snow Bros. I know Snow Bros is a very obscure game, but I mean like... At the end of the day, it's made by Atlas, and people really bum Atlas, and it contains Jack Frost, and people really like Jack Frost. Why not include Snow Bros? Snow Bros is a game that people will never have played before, and even though it's in Japanese, hey, there's so many Atlas fans out there thanks to the booming popularity of like Persona 5 and a couple of their other games as of the past few years that actually got mainstream. People would want to play a previous Atlas game released on the Mega Drive before they were partners with Sega, or before they were bought by Sega, you know? That'd be an interesting thing. And lastly, Revenge of Shinobi. Why is it not on there? Come on, guys. Uh, to be fair, they did stick to the one game for franchise rule for Shinobi 3, but... Still? Why did you not put it in the American one instead of Shinobi 3? I don't get it at all. It's really about it, though. Uh, you get my point here. Just... Why... This rule worked for one region, then for the rest of the regions you just went, nah, just release what we want, really, because we're baller. Let's do it. Three points against as to why the Mega Drive Mini shouldn't have one game per franchise. It allows for more games from popular franchises, which means more potential buyers, which would mean a chance for a follow-up console. We roughly brushed over this earlier. The reason there's so many Sonic games is for brand recognition, because they believe that people only buy the console in America if it includes a bunch of Sonic games, because he is the recognisable part of their company for Americans, because Americans, unfortunately, like Nintendo. Now that we've established that Americans like Nintendo, if they put more popular franchises on there, like, I know it doesn't apply to the one game per franchise rule, but say Mega Man, Mega Man The Wily Wars is on there. Awful game, minus the Wily Tower mode. Pretty unplayable. Despite that, though, it's obvious that the reason it's on there is A, because it can provide a partnership with Capcom, and B, let's be honest, Mega Man is a very recognisable brand even if the game isn't great. Having a recognisable brand on your console means more sales, therefore means a future follow-up or just generally sells well. You get what I'm getting at here. It's an easy, it's an easy choice to make when releasing the game internationally to put your most well-known picks on rather than the obscure games that aren't going to shift many units. Other points that I can think of in regards to why the Mega Drive Mini should only not have one game per franchise, why it should have more than one game per franchise, is... Um, I'm thinking of something... Um... Uh, My points here are no way going to add up to my points against, so... Um... Okay, so... 
I thought of one. So it makes sense to release the games that were the most popular in every region. Obviously include some obscure games, but include the popular games from each region. With that in mind, surely breaking the one game per franchise rule should be allowed. Because you're including the games which resonate with people the most, the games which people have the most memories with, the most time playing, uh, the most... Um, I, I don't really know how to say it, but it makes sense to have the memorable games on there that everyone remembers playing rather than the games which they don't remember playing because, um, I mean, I guess, why not? It would just be silly not to, really, wouldn't it? I, this isn't really tying all that much into the brand recognition thing, despite how much it sounds like it is. But, yeah, why would you not realistically do that? And lastly, I now have to stall for time, as I think, for a point. So, I guess... Um... Hmm... So, why should it stick to the one game for a franchise wall and why shouldn't it? Um, I guess, in a sense, you could say because possibly they shouldn't stick to the rule. Uh, ah, I don't know. Let's read chat. Chat might give me some suggestions. I think. There's some very hot takes going on in the chat room right now. Um, I don't know. Um, chat, help, please. <laughs> Please give me some suggestions. <laughs> Lastly, why release games that were popular in one region but have little to no relationship with another region? Like, why would you release a game that is only in Japanese in America versus when you could release a game that's already in English? Many Americans and many British people don't want to have to sift through a game that's not really in their language especially if it's going to be a text heavy game so why include that in the first place why include a game which is based on a Japanese franchise that Americans have not heard of why include those sort of games when you could instead include, include first party games that people do remember that's the most logical conclusion in conclusion there's no fancy rambling of course they should have stuck to the one game per franchise rule I can't think of anything else to say in regards to this why do they not stick to this rule? It allows for much more creative freedom versus monetary gains. And, well, quite frankly, as a game, I'd rather have freedom over what I play versus being told what I should play because it was popular once upon a time. Popular equals good on the Mega Drive most of the time, but, but unpopular doesn't equal not good. So I'd much rather discover those brilliant games I've never played before, even if they're not in my language, I'm willing to overcome that, versus those games that I've played countless times over and over again, just because they're recognisable. That is my opinion, that's what I think. What do you think? What was your opinion on that opinion? Let me know your opinion on Discord, radiose.ga4/discord. Let me know your opinion on Twitter, at RadioSega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vibrate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. Let's see chat. Hi chat. Jamie's in chat. Hi Jamie. You've also got Jambate? Or Jamabate? Possibly? Who else haven't I introduced? Who else haven't I said hello to? I don't think I've said hello to I.I. Uh, I haven't said uh, re-said hello to Rav. At one point, uh, Ace Croft came in. Um, some other people came in. Hi. I've, I've just ranted for 20 minutes. 
how are you doing? Uh, aside from that... E Eclipse has gone in with the hot take, which is that because Mega Drive slash Genesis Sonic hasn't been re-released constantly everywhere else. Exactly! I'm not going to exclusively buy this console for Sonic 2. I have played Sonic 2 Hello Kefki, I just noticed you as well. I've played Sonic 2 before. Give me that spicy Tetris, which thankfully I did in the US. I was sort of worried that they weren't going to give us Tetris or, or Darius for a while. So I'm... I was, I was genuinely very concerned that they were going to go, oh yeah, no one knows what Darius is in, in the UK, so... We're gonna replace it with, with I don't know what they could replace it with. What crap game could they replace it with? Uh, uh, just a second copy of Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, I guess. Just do that. Oh, oh yeah, he's asking, does uh, the Dreamcast Mini have Shenmue one or two? No. Why would it? What a silly opinion. However, according to the Sega press release, it does contain Jet Set Radio, so if you enjoy Jet Set Radio and you want to play the Mega Drive version of it, then go right ahead, because Sega Shop Europe said it was in there, therefore it must be true. On that note, I should remind you of the Trivia Coast questions, because this is not going to be the end of the Trivia Coast. No, we still have one more bed. Oh god, Sonic 3D! You forgot? I forgot that Sonic 3D even existed for a while, which is a shame, because I've played that game more than I really should have, to be honest. Anyway, the hard question on the Trivia Coast. What was the final game released on the Mega Drive by Treasure? The medium question, what were the characters in Mega Man the Wily Wars' Wily Tower based on? The easy question was... Um, I need to actually find this specific question. On what rifle platform this generation was Super Puyo Puyo 2 re-released on? On what rifle platform this current generation was Super Puyo Puyo 2 re-released on? Let me know your answer on Discord, and a couple of them are flooded through, so while you do that, we're going to get on some more lovely music. Kicking things off, we track from a game that should have been on the American version, because Musha's awesome. It's Musha. It's Musha Aleste. Bullet Metal Fighter Eleanor. And this is Aggressive Attack. Stay calm, I guess.
same show, same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort. for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. Attention, lads and ladettes. Discord is balked. I repeat, Discord is balked. None of my messages are sending. And none of you, apparently none of yours are either. To IRC we go! So if you want to join our IRC, download a client of your choice. Um, uh, guess, uh, the hex chat or something, or if you already have an IRC client, you know where to go. The server is irc.surrealchat.net and the channel is hashtag Radio Sega. If you don't know where to go, I will attempt to drop a link in Discord, but I have no way of doing that. Aside from repeatedly trying, so I'll quickly find the link for... No, no, I can! There is a link on the front page of the website. If you go to Radio Sega on the web, there is a little frog icon with IRC on it. If you click onto that, that will take you to our IRC page if you don't already have an IRC client. With that in mind, if Discord suddenly starts balking again and none of my messages started sending, I, I guess come to IRC. Because you can do that. Woo! 
So I guess what that means is in the meantime, I'll give you some more time to answer these questions. So if you want to either private message me on Discord or IRC, feel free to. On IRC, double click my name and that will take you to a private message window. On Discord, right click my name and uh, click, there should be a button that says message, click message. And do that. So, a couple of people want repeats of the questions, so I'll give you roughly about uh, two to three more minutes. That in mind, the hard question was what was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive? The medium question was what were the characters in Mega Drive, uh, Mega Man, and the Wily Wars' Wily Tower mode based on? The easy question was what console was Super Puyo Puyo 2 recently re released on? Keep answering them their questions, people. While you do that, um, how was your weekend? Uh, I know it isn't the weekend, but how was it regardless? Um, yeah. I love Discord. My messages are still not sending. Um, in the meantime, I can actually see your messages though. So, um, that's cool I guess. I can just about see your messages. Um, Veritex got three points there, okay. I'm going to have to actually do this on air. This has gone disastrously wrong. Thank you, buggy piece of software, for not working. I would say, for those of you who are still in there, but you're actually able to send free messages on Discord, keep your client for IRC open anyway, because it might go down at any point. It's done that before. Oh, my messages aren't sending. Oh, they're working again. Oh, the entire system's gone offline, and I actually can't connect anymore to Discord. Oh, this has happened numerous times during live shows, to so keep it open just in case. Um... So, Veritex got three points. I will write that down. I think Veritex has every point now, which I think only a few people actually got every point. Jamie is desperately, frantically sending me the answer. Uh, over and over again, and it's it's still not right. That uh, doesn't change it. Of course, Twin is brought up that the aliens out of Area 51 are trying to use the Discord server to communicate. Of course, we are broadcasting this on the legendary day of Area 51. And to be fair, it was quite funny what I saw of it. I thought it was going to be pretty bad, but I've, I've enjoyed every second I've seen of it. It's certainly better than the, the stupid-ass festival they arranged. The music festival. Hardcore rave sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> the, the, the binge drink alternative for hardcore rave festivals. Yeah, but aside from that, though, the rave I've seen has actually been pretty good. Um, the best one I saw was obviously when they were out up at 3am and screaming, clap some cheeks. <laughs> that one got me. That was good. Tonight is the night. I thought it was 3am um, tonight. Have I only sent it once with Discord? Yeah, I know. It was just very funny when you sent it multiple times. Um, Eclipse has sent me an answer. That is not right. Nope. Thank you for the IRC message, Eclipse. Um, who else is here currently? We've got quite a lot of people who've actually transferred up to the IRC because we're sort of bored. We're trying to get this to work. Uh, still no. Anyway, right, the cutoff point is going to happen in three and two and one and let's go. More, more, more. Entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. With that in mind, it's time to tell you who got what for each question. Um, let's, let's just jump right into it. So, the easy question was... When Puyo Puyo 2 was still owned by Compile, it ended up being ported to multiple consoles on the, during the generation it was released in. Fast forward to today with Sega owning the franchise and the game recently being re-released. What rival current generation platform has Super Puyo Puyo 2 been re-released on? The answer, 
was the Switch and its Switch online service. Congratulations to those of you who got it, such as... Um, I'm going to have to actually look for you now. I believe... Veritex, Superbike, uh, Jamie, Rick, Greyfour, Nicholas Amon, and... I think that was it. So congratulations to all of you guys. You got one point and one entry into the giveaway. With that in mind, the medium question was... What were the characters in Mega Man, the Wily Wars' Wily Tower mode based on? Pretty simple answer, Journey to the West. People who got that were Veritex, uh, Superbike, Jamie, no, not Jamie, Rick, Greyfour, uh, not Lunar Eclipse. Okay, so those ones. So, Veritex, Superbike, uh, Rick Greyfour, congratulations to you. You all got three points and three entries into the giveaway. Giveaway? Giveaway. Yeah, that's totally what I meant to say. Um, I'm now slowly starting to die. Apparently, my ca my my kung cannot take anymore. Yeah, totally what I meant to say. Um, the hard question: What was the final game released by Treasure on the Mega Drive Mini? I love this one because I know Jamie is going to get very angry when he is the answer to this one. The answer, it's not. Uh, what, what was the answer that everyone kept giving? There was one. There was one game which everyone kept answering, and it was never that game. Like Crusader, like Crusader. Jamie mentioned that to me so many times in the DMs, and it still wasn't right. No matter how many times he tried to tell me it was like Crusader. Um, but a lot of other people also said, like Crusader, actually, they said, oh, it's got to be the answer, surely, right? Yeah, it's not. If we're going by the final release date of a game, the answer is Yu Yu Hakusho. Congratulations to Veritex, Superbike, Rick, I think Rick, not Rick, ignore that. Grey 4, and that was it, right? Yes, I've made this really complicated for myself by not noting this down properly. So, Vertex, Superbike, Grey 4, that's your lot. Congratulations, you all got 5 points and 5 entries into our giveaway. Now, with that in mind, it's time to open up random.org. I mean, a random spinning wheel. Let's spin the wheel, I guess. I have a wheel spinning noise somewhere. Actually, I have Rexy's one. Let's play Rexy's one. For your reference, I actually still don't have the list ready. So, um... this it, it, It's very text. It's very text. <laughs> I stumbled over my words for a second there, because I read number two instead of number one. Genius! Couldn't go wrong with that one, could you, Viper? Congratulations to Veritex for winning a Sega Hard Girls Sega Genesis styled t-shirt. You know the drill. Private message me on either Discord or IRC your information, your preferred size, and I'll get that sent over to you as soon as possible. The Veritex family now has two Mega Drive shirts. Dumb Grill, aka Doom Girl, has a Mega Drive shirt. Veritex has a Genesis shirt. Who shall win a shirt centred around both of them? Find out at some point later during the Mega Drive Mini Marathon. 
Congratulations to Veritex and congratulations to everyone who played the Trivia Resort. That's not what it's called. The Trivia Coast. Remember, you might not have got it this time. You might not have won this time. There's always a next time. Except there probably isn't. Here, on the Trivia Coast. Anyway, now is the part of the show where we would always go onto the Toppy Mix. And tonight is no different because it is still the Toppy Mix. But today we're going to be featuring some music from two games which were recently added to the Radio Sega playlist. Or... They're a brand new Sega game that just came out. One of them was just added to the Radio Sega playlist. The other one just came out in that order. Bear in mind, first track here is from House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn, known as For the Scarlet Dawn. And then after that, we have a track from the brand new Choo Choo Rocket Universe. Oh yeah, baby. Choo Choo Rocket's back. But not before House of the Dead is back, I guess. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
it's time to wave goodbye again. Oh, no, I've done this once. It's so difficult. Ah, it's the end of the topical resort. Ah. You just heard a track from Choo Choo Rocket Universe. It's, it's time to be serious, people. That was the single player theme. Um, because Choo Choo Rocket Universe just came out yesterday on Apple Arcade if you upgraded to iOS 13. It's free for the first month, so please do that. Do not pay for the first month whatsoever because you can get it for free. That's what I did exactly, and I haven't even had the chance to play the game yet, but I did have the chance to rip some of the music, and hopefully the soundtrack will be coming to Radio Sega as soon as possible. I really want to get it up there for you guys, because it's brilliant music. It's very atmospheric compared to the original, which was techno drum and bass, because it was Otani, but this is calming, slow. Just like that track from House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn, or as the 24-7 stream said, it for some reason has been cutting off the first letters on the metadata tonight, so as a result it was House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. For the Scarlet Dawn, from the brand new arcade game, House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. I guess it was also Hoochoo Rocket Universe, um, we'll stop that impression there, because that, that, that could get out of hand very quickly. Anyway, it's the end of tonight's episode. I'm overrunning a lot, so I will try and avoid overrunning as much as possible. But I will say, come on, so many of you have been asking. I have to address it. When's the next episode? Is this the start of Season 3? When are you next on the air? I've got to be brutally honest here. I really don't have the time to actually host shows anymore at all. Don't expect these frequently whatsoever, like really infrequently. I have a life now, I'm better than you, but no, but in all seriousness, time is just ever so slowly creeping away from me, and if I want to uphold Radio Sega, that means I can't really do live shows as frequently as I used to if I want to keep the station at that high quality standard that we've held it in regards to for so long. I will say, however, that your next live show is Last Call with Circuit Bird. A newcomer to the last call. I was going to say circuit. Circuit makes it sound really cool. The last call circuit, and it's the penultimate show of this last call season. So do tune in for that one, because I'd highly recommend you would actually. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome one. We've got some people tuning in specifically just to listen to this last call already. So stay tuned, guys. It's going to be a great one coming up in just a second. Your next Mega Drive Mini show is the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Sunday. At 10 p.m. Not Saturday at 9 p.m. Sunday at 10 p.m. They had to move around due to a time change because um, it's it's rather difficult, strangely enough, to have a life and host a radio show, as I just mentioned. So they want to move it to Sunday at 10 p.m., which I granted because there was originally meant to be another show that was on during then, but they sadly had to pull out. So Sunday at 10 p.m. Catch the Hidden Palace then for a Mega Drive Mini Special. I should say, however, we have something rather special in of itself. Coming up this Friday at 9pm... Nope, this Saturday at 9pm, where Hidden Palace would usually be, so an hour before Saturday Night Sega. I hear you might want to stay tuned, because something might be happening, people. It's going to be a cool one. Let's see them test broadcasts, or let's see them special broadcasts. As for the rest of the Radio Sega Live schedule, coming up after Last Call, the next show is that mysterious Tesla special broadcast, whatever could it be. Even if you think it's going to be a test, I'd recommend tuning in anyway, because it's going to be awesome. I think. Saturdays at 10pm is Saturday Night Sega with Gavi. I don't know, talking about some BS as, it always see as he always seems to, let's be honest. 
Then it should be the voice of Sega, or the boys of Saber, the boys of Seba, as it became known in later years with Dr. Scottnik. Or alternatively, it should be Swatty Sundays with Dr. Scottnik and Nalbis. Sundays at 3pm. Following in Sega Mix Drive, Sundays at 8pm. Then following all the way back round to... Uh, I guess it's following all the way back round to Last Call until we announce a brand new show. We have something awesome coming up in the pipeline that isn't even on Radio Sega but involves the Radio Sega crew. Stay tuned on our social media for that one. And we have another Mega Drive mini show coming up within the next seven days. That in mind, I've been Green Drive Parade. You'll have been awesome. I'm going to let you listen to the rest of this song, which is from the Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection. It's known as Retro Dreams, the main menu. And then I'm going to play you the final track, and then we're going to go into the last call. That in mind, Retro Dreams, I've been Green Drive Parade. You'll have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I apologise, I can't do this more often. And as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radioSE.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.